Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Stricter emission standards, higher fuel economy standards, and the outright ban of fossil fuel-powered vehicles by countries, states, cities, and towns have pushed the automotive industry to decarbonize everything. And this is topic B. Let me be clear. It's not the government that is pushing alone and getting automakers to rethink this thing. As a matter of fact, there are no standards directed at the auto industry directly that is forcing them to go beyond decarbonizing their vehicles. The automakers said, we are starting with the vehicles, but we are going to decarbonize our entire supply chain. That, there is no federal guidance or laws for that. And it's not just the auto industry. U.S. companies are busily reducing the carbon footprint of their factories, products, supply chains, buildings, and logistics. And here's a shocker for you. Automakers and suppliers for years have been devising action plans, collaborating on best practices, and setting ambitious but measurable targets as they aim to reduce and eventually eliminate carbon dioxide emissions from their manufacturing operations and supply base. And unlike, as I mentioned earlier, the effort to slash emissions from vehicles, the U.S. auto industry is working to decarbonize its factories and overall supply chain without direct regulation from the federal government forcing it to do so. Really? Do, do I have to tell you why? It's always money. They say it's the right thing to do, and it is. But at the end of the day, it's money, people. Cleaner processes, closed-loop processes make more sense. It saves money. Eliminating waste saves money, makes them more efficient, makes them less likely to need to buy more stuff, and if they've got less inputs, it means more profit, particularly in areas where they are in a competitive situation. They're looking for every edge they can get. And in this technological world we live in, uh, there is no rock that's not going to be unturned. Here's a quote for you. This is not new to us, says Kevin Butt, chair of the Suppliers Partnership for the Environment, whose members include global automakers and their suppliers. We've been working to do the right thing for a long time, whether it be in manufacturing or continuing to improve our tailpipe emissions. I said earlier, the administration, nor Congress, told the auto industry specifically to reduce carbon emissions across its manufacturing sites and supply chain. But it's a hint of where the world is headed. People who take climate change seriously and there are a growing number of people in manufacturing, in the production of stuff, particularly cement, steel, which are some of the highest carbon emitters on the planet, are taking a hard look. You're going to hear the term green steel more and more. And what does that mean? It means steel manufactured with minimum or no carbon inputs at all. Typically, gases and emissions like burning coke and all the things that go in to manufacturing steel. We talked about on this program last fall about a process that Volvo was working, and BMW, in fact, too, was working with a German steel company that actually produced green steel. 
that they're using. You will hear that term a lot more. We talked about resources. We talked about a Toyota plant in Baja, California, that was in the Colorado River Basin that is trying to come up with a closed loop for water usage because they realize they're in an area where water is precious. And rather than take the water out of the ground, take the water out of the river and stress the whole system, they're looking for ways to be water neutral. Why does that mean anything? Well, the less fresh water you need, the more times you can use water you've already paid for means lower cost operations. It means you're more efficient. Everybody's trying to be more and more efficient. Without direct regulatory force in the United States, automakers like Honda are setting their own carbon reduction and neutrality targets, many of which require the suppliers to track and identify for them to reduce CO2 emissions as both parties work to achieve the goals. They're not the first one. Actually, we reported here the first company to do that that we were on record recognizing was BMW. Now they're pushing it down. With the movement to electric vehicles and maybe perhaps someday even autonomous vehicles, the automakers have a once in a lifetime opportunity to take and reimagine their entire supply chain. Remember, the internal combustion engine was developed and the transmissions and all the parts that go into it was developed over a period of 100 years, over 100 years. And for the most part, while they got it very clean in terms of emissions at the tailpipe, it was still producing greenhouse gases. And that's the next big frontier that has to go away. The government, for its part, increased fuel economy standards by 2026. They have to be almost 50 miles of the gallon. The EPA has tightened, we've reported here, about emissions, particularly now not just light truck emissions, but medium and heavy duty truck emissions between 2027 and 2032. That forces a whole reimagining of everything. And since the automakers have to and truck makers have to think this through, they said what a great time it is to go carbon free across the board. Here's something though, I'm gonna throw out there because it's contrary, but let me say it. With all this move towards removing carbon, has anybody given thought to what's going to happen to the oil industry, crude oil industry, shale oil industry, natural gas industry, all the peripheral industries that support those industries and all the people who work in them, even coal. We've been moving away from coal for some time. Other than the coal manufacturers, people don't realize that would impact the railroads immediately because they are the fundamental hauler of coal in the United States and they make a lot of money doing it. What happens to them? Things that we have not talked about, there's gonna to have to be some conversation as we make this transition. It's a transition we need to make as a world, not just as a country, but at the flip side, we also have to consider the industries that we are abandoning, that we are leaving. And we've touched base on that a little bit, and I like to be even-handed, so I wanna be fair, that is an issue, and it's an issue you don't hear a lot about anywhere that as we make this transition to the good stuff what do we do about the legacy stuff what happens to these people all the money the billions of dollars spent the millions and billions of dollars in plant let's even talk about pipelines that are across the country and everything that goes with those 
our utilities, which right now are natural gas mainly with some nuclear and still some coal and a little bit of oil. What happens as we migrate all of that? It's a conversation we need to have as a country and the automakers and other industries are having it at their end, but it has broad reaching impacts, particularly as these industries go green and go to green power sources. They won't need the power plants to produce that are powered by natural gas or powered by all these other things that are carbon based. What does that do for that part of the transportation industry? What does that do for other parts of our economy? It's a conversation we need to have to be fair to everybody. We need to have that part of the conversation as well as where we're going. We need to address where we've been and how we bring the rest of those folks with us. Food for thought right here. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out and be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. <laughs> 